Guys, one thing I did want to add here on the podcast front is we are doing an XOP mini stick giveaway through Patreon. Giving away a pack of those sticks April 15th. Right now, there are only, I think, five guys entered to win that. So odds are awesome. Wanted to mention that to our general podcast audience and, and let you guys know we got that going on. All right. Welcome back to the Whitetail Experience podcast. This is your host, Byron Horton. And we're coming at you, and it's been a minute. Now, I have done a few Patreon-level podcasts in that time, but I think I wanted to get something out here. I'm recording this at 6.15 on a Friday. going to try and get it out today for you guys. In case you got some scouting plans this weekend, shed hunting, maybe you're just going to push play on uh, coming home from work on a Friday. But uh, I plan to record with Dave soon. He's got some funny stuff to talk about. Uh, We also got to hear a rant of the day. Uh, but I haven't been able to to, to I'll sit down and BS with him on any sort of media. It's like uh, we went scouting last weekend, and I got to see him then. But uh, no real, like, production-y work for Whitetail Experience with, with Dave just yet. Um, kind of just, you know, wanted to talk about some gear items here, some shed hunting notes. Uh, really just kind of fill you in on, on a few things that are kind of timely to, to, to this oh, time of year. And uh, before we get too far in, I did want to throw out code WEXP at checkout at Lone Wolf Custom Gear. If you're looking to pick up any sort of um, climbing sticks, stand, uh, or the trail camera, I know they've marked that one down significantly. And at the price point, it's actually a phenomenal buy. Uh, Just some of the idiot-proof type features in there as far as sets, time, and date. Super easy with the app. And the video quality is pretty top level, I feel. Um... But yeah, let's let's go ahead and dive into some things here. Uh, we just wrapped up a scouting trip oh, at a further destination in West Virginia, and we're just really looking to expand that out-of-state profile. We, we've done Indiana, we've done Kentucky, wanted to take a look at West Virginia, and uh, so we, 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 we just wrapped that up, and I actually put a video out on our YouTube of just some camping-style DIY oh, hacks and gear we use that makes it easier um to do and i think that that video is actually super well received on youtube and i guess i'll start there we uh zoe andy and dave all went down the night before i actually got up and drove down uh early in the morning just due to dad duties but uh you know it was a good it was a good trip it was fun it was kind of nice to get out and, and we we pounded miles uh early in the day and What's nice now about having done at least just even one day uh, scouting is if we would kill a buck October, November here in Ohio, we, we have some blueprint pins to go there. We don't have the full thing laid out, but we can make a little better educated dart throws as far as generally, you know, I'm going to be making an out-of-state trip, hopefully after I've killed in my home state. And so some of those rut type stands that maybe don't show up just on a, uh, a raw topo or aerial, because I, I do believe boots on the ground is, is really where you find your, your kill stands. I, I'm just not the best e-scouter. Dave's much better than myself, but uh, I, don't, I don't take too much time in really e-scouting. I, I'm more of a habitat guy. I'm more of a let, let the sign tell me what's there and, and go from there. But now we can make educated dart throws. And, I mean, I've 
I've passed a lot of two and a half year olds on just educated dart throws, e- even just not scouting. I, I've passed a couple deer in Indiana that were at around 100, 115 inch mark, uh, just based on dart throws during time of year. Uh, as far as the, the, the trip itself, we did not find any sheds, but we were seeing deer. Uh, I had put a couple trail camps down there in December cause I was done hunting here and pulled a couple of those. And it's funny, <laughs> I do got to tell this story. So may or may not have been wounded on, what was that, Sunday morning. Um, You share camp with David Ebright. He tends to get the party started. And there is a picture of a shed buck on trail cam at 7 a.m. There is a picture of Byron Horton at 7.06 a.m. and pulling cams. So so literally have shed bucks on cam, and a couple other cams had shed bucks, and four guys, I think grand total, probably somewhere around 41 miles, zero sheds for the weekend. I will say this, and I was a little surprised. I thought we were going to a little bit more remote area, but we had shed pressure. And I have seen a little bit of shed hunting pressure here in Ohio ramp up over the last four or five years, but nothing like what I saw down there as far as maybe it was the fact it was a nice day as far as temp temps are concerned which is odd because i hate shed hunting once it gets above like 45 because it's it's too hot in my opinion i'd rather it be like 35 ideal temp i can wear a sweatshirt so i don't have to worry about briars cutting me up and but bottom line we saw like four or five people over the weekend some of that's in trucks but literally dudes you know walking around we saw one guy carrying antlers i mean just just some shed pressure which was odd I uh, ha- have not seen that. And I think that it comes from a few things. COVID, uh, public land being popular, shed hunting becoming more popular. Hell, I- I've told the guys this. I could see a-, a dude who maybe has access to a couple hundred acres of private gets really into shed hunting and re- kind of runs out of ground. And he may go shed hunt the public just because it's there or it's close by. Uh, he may not hunt the public unless there's a true giant in there. But, it, you know, he-, he definitely can shed hunt it. So, yeah, I think, I think there's a few things there. And, and if you look at me on the year, I've walked 50 miles and found one deadhead, true stud deadhead, uh, not the best find. You know, it does show caliber of a buck in an area, but uh, nothing, you know, as far as picking up antlers. And then Dave walks six miles, finds one shed on his first outing. And obviously for me to get to the 50-mile mark, i got to start walking in January. Um but as a team, I think this is important because you scroll through Instagram and, and just see guys picking up sheds. and You don't know what kind of ground they got. You don't know how much time they put in. Uh, even a guy here in my home state, Jake Bush, you know, a semi-co-host of this podcast, um, Jake puts in a tremendous amount of effort as far as walking, driving, and, and just constantly knowing what's going on in the deer woods to be able to find those sheds. And, um, you know, uh, like us as a team, more of a, uh, a whole weekend warrior guys, I guess I might be slightly above that, but, uh, you know, we don't have a, a ton of miles myself around 50, Zoe around 20, Dave 15 and Andy somewhere around 15 or 20. I mean, you do that quick math, 20, 40, 55 plus 50, that's just over a hundred miles, one shed. I mean, that is not a good ratio, uh, as far as, as that's concerned, but we do, you know, let's call it scouting. And there are days too, that I've gone and all of a sudden you pick up a match set and one other, and, and that makes your whole shed hunting year. If you find two or three, 
Uh, we don't tend to find many. Uh, speaking of some of our scouting shed hunting results, I wanted to mention, I put this video on, on our YouTube, it, it, it doesn't have a ton of views, but the, the Grail water bottle, uh, we've talked about it here on this podcast. I DM'd, oh, Chad, and I think a few other guys, but, you know, guys that are, uh, Kevin Vistason was another. I said, hey man, like you may want to look at this water treatment system after a few scouting trips with it. I was super impressed as far as just, it's, it's a Nalgene with a plunger filter system and uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that. The other piece of scouting gear I wanted to to mention, I'm going to pause here for a sip of coffee. This pause break is brought to you by the Whitetail Experience YouTube channel. You should check that thing out. It's super awesome. Good hunts, big bucks dying, and some mobile hunting playlists. Anyways, the um, based on a re- recommendation from Heath Cisco, uh, he had said if you're looking for some scouting or work-type pants, uh, Dickies, Carhartt's, uh, Tractor Supply has, has a few stretch type fit options that are a little more durable. Well, I found these Rigid Pants, I think is the name of the brand. And I ran it by Dave and he said, no, that's, that's a good quality brand. And the flexibility, uh, the overall weight, um, the pocket design, that's a big thing, man. My Carhartt's that are like flex fit, you can't put a cell phone in the front pocket and walk around. And when you're scouting, I need to be cell phone in and out, taking notes on my maps. You know, I like to be able to hold a pocket knife in there and then keys on the other side. Yeah, the, the pockets on the Carhartts are terrible, um, at least the, the, the design and cut I have. And so these rigid pants, I, I'm, I'm giving those a solid 9 out of 10. Uh, Grail water bottle, I'll go ahead and put that thing as for what it's used for. I'm going to give that a 10 out of 10. So, yeah, those are two gear items I thought I would I would mention here on, on, on the podcast for you guys. Um as far as kind of, oh, back to our, our trip, uh, stuff that went well, stuff that didn't go well. Uh, stuff that didn't go well is I, I had maybe too many beverages on a, on a Saturday and Sunday. I couldn't pull as many cams as I wanted to, and I was, I was what we call a wounded soldier. Um, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. And what did go well, so we had the hookup. We had good tents. Um, we had March Madness because, you know, it, it, that's this time of year. We missed March Madness last year. So I, uh, I've i thrown some tailgates and my redneck uh, way of doing uh, power and in, in, in as far as getting a broadcast is pretty cool. So take a boat battery. I've, I've had a boat since college as far as a little John boat or a canoe. So I got a deep cycle battery that's, you know, seven, eight years old, probably needs replaced. Charge that puppy up throw a, an inverter on that thing and so you have a power source now and with rabbit ears you know sometimes you got to do a little finagling as Dave likes to call it but you can dial in NBC CBS ABC and so you can get games or, or sporting events that are on like basic uh, channels local channels if you will assuming it's not oh you're within the vicinity and generally if it's not super windy uh, the signal seems to do better I don't know if that's because it blows the antenna outside or if it's the fact it mixes the signal a little bit. But bottom line, I've thrown like four or five tailgates with that setup and now uh, a camping trip. And so, yeah, we were able to dial up March Madness after shed hunting our, our butt off for uh, the day, you know, cracking a cold beer back at camp. And here's the, the Michigan game on and whatever other game was on CBS later that night. So just an awesome add to the, the camp feel. Obviously, uh, we had some... Oh, venison steaks on a fire. But this is another little tip. Like if you're looking for a good side, 
This was at the test run, and I think it passed. Frozen French fries. Grab a bag of those, throw them in the cooler. And then as far as reheating them in camp, just, you know, your basic um, frying pan, throw a little butter and, and or some cooking spray in there or whatever. But, yeah, so we had steak and French fries for, for dinner on Saturday night, and that was just outstanding. Uh, so that was a that was a good ad. I'll do that again. Uh, everybody likes French fries. Good calories after a long day of 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 scouting or whatever. Um, so that's yeah, that's a few things I wanted to note here and just do a super quick podcast as far as uh, upcoming things. I want to get Dave to shoot a video on the XOP uh, platform, the Edge. I don't saddle hunt. I didn't saddle hunt at all last year. I filmed probably 10 times out of a saddle the year before and dabbled in it, I think, even the year before that. So I I just think it would be a better breakdown, somebody looking at it, uh, to have Dave do that style of video for you guys, considering he's 50-50 saddle and I think going more to saddle next year. Um, I would actually be curious, too, to the listening audience, if you have any, like, Oh, deer camp DIY hacks or stuff you like, uh, leave a comment as far as, hey, we do this on our campouts and it makes it awesome. Or, hey, I like this piece of gear and, and this, is, this is good for maybe an out-of-state style hunt. I definitely am always wanting to grow and learn oh, how to do this better, if you will. So definitely leave that in the comments. But wanted to give you guys just a super quick digestible podcast here on a Friday. And I really appreciate everybody. Oh, and, and look to do more of these and get Dave on here in the future. But I think that's about it. I think uh, I got some whitetail addictions editing to get to. So, Team Harder and Bucks, we're out.